I think one of my all-time favorite characters in the Bible is Joseph. Do you have a favorite Bible character? You know, sometimes they ask you that question, if you could, who is someone you would like to meet, dead or alive? At least sometimes that's a little get to know you question. Um, I don't usually pick people who we think about in terms of influence or to see a movie star or something like that. And that's just my wiring. It has nothing to do with someone's better than the other because they're asking you that question. I usually say Eve and it's not to accuse. I would love to have a sit down with her. And um, I think we represent her very well as her children. I did a podcast, I did an episode on this podcast, not the video podcast when I first started. And I would love for you to check it out because I feel like it was such a revelation to me and it's audio. So you can check on any of the podcast platforms. You can ask Siri or Alexa and say, Play Life and Faith Chats. You can check out my episodes that I did on Eve in the Garden. But it, it was because it was on my mind and I was studying it. And I learned a lot. And I learned a lot about me. I learned a lot about us. Because I usually call you on this platform. I know that you're my friends. You are relatives. And I have my distant DNA cousins, and we are definitely connected with Eve and the things that we decide to do. The fact that Eve had direct access with God, but she was convinced that she was missing something. Or the fact that we're constantly running away from God. It's so interesting. At least I think it's interesting. Sad, but interesting. If you're ever looking for drama or you're bored, check out your Bible. One of the books that I recently found out um, in terms of paying attention has more drama than you ever need on any TV series or on Netflix is Genesis. There are loads of stories. Where do we need to go when we're looking for life advice? We need to go to the Word of God because it's within the Word that we learn that it is life and it gives us light for our paths. So I started talking about Joseph. I ended up with Eve and you're probably saying, if you're new, what did I stumble on? You are at the right place. And friends, if you are a subscriber, longtime supporter, you already know where you are. So this is Life and Faith Chats. It's a biblical podcast, and you're either listening or you're watching on my YouTube channel, which is A Place for Joy. And I am so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that you stopped by. And more than likely, this might be your weekend. So happy Friday, happy weekend. And we're about to do another episode. We have live chats, and we just completed four very informative and enlightening episodes, Financial Literacy 101. And we're not done, but we completed that series. And I got Kevin, who was my special guest, because that's what I have, special guests for Life Chats. 
who was a senior investment analyst at a major financial institution. I got him to come on and to share. And of course, I really enjoyed it. And I really appreciate your support in coming back. It told me that you want to learn more as I do. Um, he will be coming back because he promised to help us on our financial literacy journey. But I had a conversation with him and I want to share that. So today I want to blend where we're having a faith chat because it's life and faith chats. We're having a faith chat and a life chat. Stick around. You do want to do that because whatever I am sharing, it is my prayer that it will be a blessing and encouragement and something informative that you can use and help you with. So do stick around until the end. I'm your host. My name is Joy. So let's go back to Joseph. I said he's one of my all time favorite characters in the Bible. He was a real person. And Joseph did not have an easy life. Boy, did he have a made-for-TV life, just like ours. Um, if you want to talk about a dysfunctional family, <laughs> um, Joseph just fits in with the bit from his mother being the favorite wife to the auntie being the stepmother and having more children than his mom to both sisters having a competition and bringing in their housemaids or, you know, just saying it as it was to also have children for their husbands so they could count how many children they had to um, paying the husband to be able to sleep with them. We can make that PG-13 for that part. It was a lot going on. And I don't believe that they all lived happily together in a compound because then we're not talking about real people. I bet it was a lot of confusion and competition. And um, I don't think it was the Waltons. I, I think there was a lot of things going on, a lot of things that we have to deal with every day. And it's amazing because when we make those choices, God is always there. And we always ask in the midst of things like that, well, where was God? God was there. I guess the question comes back to how much of God did they want involved in all of that? And how many people were really asking among the wives and the housemaids and the husband, Jacob, how many people were really asking God for intervention? In the midst of that confusion and a lot of jealousy, um, we have the story, if we skip over it, but do go back and read it because that's where we get lessons. We have Joseph being betrayed by his brothers because Jacob, in the midst of all that stuff and having all of those children, um, having showing so much favoritism towards Rachel's child, who was his favorite, who he really wanted to marry before Rachel's father did all that confusion. He just made a mess out of his daughter's lives. But in the midst of that, you have an innocent soul, a child, a son, and his only crime was he was the favorite of his father's children. He didn't ask his father to like him. But regardless, he ends up 
in Egypt, being betrayed by his own brothers. I know that at some point you've heard the story. And if you haven't, it is in Genesis. Please do yourself a favor and read and check it for yourself. It's like around the 39th chapter. And I think I'm a little bit further than where it begins. But we've got Joseph in Egypt. And um, Joseph is probably wondering, what did I do? Part of Joseph's problem is he had a dream. And we're not even going to get into that. But Joseph had a dream. He shared his dream in his naivety and enthusiasm. And that also is a lesson in itself. And basically, he said he saw his father, the stepmother, the brothers bowing down to him. Big mistake. He shared that dream. Um, I learned in my life at some point that God speaks to us in dreams. The Bible says that. That's not what I learned. It's what we do with those dreams. When the Lord sends us a dream, one of the best things we can do is pray about it and pray through it. Not everyone needs to hear it, but we shouldn't ignore it. And that's where we're going to get our connect. Because many years later, skipping over large portions of that story, a heathen king, Pharaoh, Pharaoh has a dream that is so significant and it's from God because we always think that God only speaks to holy people. Pharaoh has a dream that he does not understand because it's from God. And this dream has to do with the lives of his nation, but also the lives of the Jewish people who at that point as a nation, they're not. Is Joseph's brothers and his family and his father who he has been separated from. But it also affects the entire destiny of God's chosen people. Pharaoh has this dream. Joseph happens to be in place. We know that's a God appointment and assignment. Remember, we tend to ask, where is God? And it takes this Joseph who has gone through all kinds of hard knocks who has been divinely positioned by God. And Pharaoh ends up meeting with Joseph after many years of Joseph's struggles and being brought down. And he's finally face to face with the head, the leader, the biggest person in the nation. He's in front of him and his gift and his connection to God brings him before this man and he interprets his dream. Pharaoh has enough sense to say, this man is connected with a God that I don't know about. And if his God could tell him this, I'm going to put him in charge so that he can do what he has suggested to save me, because I, you know, it's always about me, about us, to save, you know, children of Eve, to save me, and my country, I'm going to depend on this man and his foreign God. So Pharaoh has the dream. He's being warned, but he needs somebody that knows the God who gave him the dream. And God has appointed, has assigned, 
has positioned Joseph to be the person to interpret this dream. And so let's come to us and let's make this connection I'm trying to make. Recently, I saw something and I wasn't too surprised, a little bit kind of, uh, you know how we get warnings, but this is something that my son, Kevin, had shared with me and we shared it on our past episodes. And I'm wondering if you really paid attention to the warnings or if you were just saying, ah, it doesn't quite apply to me yet. That is not what Pharaoh did. We've got to learn to pay attention to warnings. So what did I hear? And you probably saw it too. I saw a gentle warning, but it's still an alarm from the World Bank. And I'm going to be sharing that with you right now. The World Bank issues a warning about the economy. What is stagflation? Compounding the damage from the COVID-19 pandemic, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has magnified the slowdown in the global economy, which is entering what could become a protracted period of feeble growth and elevated inflation. What does that mean for us? We're entering a time of a deep, bad recession. And basically this brings us to what Kevin kept saying. We need to have a plan. And Kevin shared with me, he said, mom, I will do lessons on investment because you asked and it's something good to know. He said, but it's not quite the time for people to begin who have not investing if they have not. They need instead to have a different strategy. He said, because I think we're really about to go through a very difficult time. So I have the choice to say, this is my son. Do I have to listen? That would be very foolish because I'm saying, oh, he's young. He doesn't know what he's talking about. No, this is someone who has been educated in the field of finance and who has taken the time to continue to educate himself and who has read the things that I don't and an ordinary person doesn't read because that may not be our field. But also I see the confirmation coming in different things. So what I just read to you is from the World Bank. So what are we going to do about this knowledge that has been given to us? You see, Pharaoh had a choice. He could have said, this is a Hebrew. The Egyptians detested them. You can read that. Basically, they looked down on them. What is he talking about? On top of the fact that he's just coming out of my dungeon. But he chose not to do that. And maybe that's why God trusted him by giving him that dream, knowing that he could save because the Lord is always about saving, save the lives of thousands of people and who would be this future nation of the Jews of Israel, because it wasn't Israel yet, but they were still his chosen people. The Bible calls us through Jesus Christ, calls us if we receive God's gift, because God loves 
all of us, but the invitation is to come. And if we receive his gift, you see, besides just being the universal God who loves us, he becomes our personal father. And he has sent a warning to us. So even though it's just us in this little small group for now, because we will grow, we will continue to grow. I'm prophesying life over my channel. But more than that, I call you friends and I call you family. So we go back. Kevin said we need to have a plan. Have you been working on a plan? Do you have a plan? What are you doing to plan for an economic, what should I call it? For want of a better word, let me call it a tsunami. But it is not a surprising thing because we get warnings. We get warnings before there's a hurricane. We get warning about thunderstorms. We get warnings about different things. So you are already aware of signs and things. Does anyone want to share with me how much you're paying for gas now? You see the gas prices? Huh? I spoke to my husband's car the other day and I said, you and I are not best friends like that. And I don't have to fill up your gas tank because you're huge. So I'm going to give you just enough so that you don't empty up my wallet. That was my plan. And just enough to have in you so that I can keep going around and running my errands. And every time you get to this mark, we'll go back. So that's my plan for me and you. See, you got to have a plan. Gas prices are continuing to rise. Go to the store. I, I, I think it's interesting. I listened to a mother, I was minding my own business, but listening, and she was telling her children, and she had quite a few cute little children, and she said, I can't find any Jiffy peanut butter. Now, I don't have small children anymore. I wasn't looking for Jiffy peanut butter, but I decided to pay attention. She was talking to the oldest one, trying to get him to help her look. And I decided to look and I noticed because I had not, because it didn't concern me. But from her conversation with her child, I was looking at a whole lot of empty roads. And I was like, hmm, what is our plan? friends, family, different um, distant DNA relatives. So remember I said Kevin and I had a conversation. Joseph had an inspired plan and he told Pharaoh, we need to save this now in the plenty and then we're going to divide it this way. We're going to do this. We're going to charge people for this amount. We're going to keep it going like this. This is our ongoing plan. So I'll come back to something. You need to check out our episodes that we shared. And we said some things that you may have glazed over. Let me share with you what Kevin told me. He said, mom, stock up on water. Start getting it solely. He said, basically, start building up an emergency pantry. Get non-perishables. Y'all you know the deal. We, we, we've been here. And, and that might have been a rehearsal. Y'all know about the toilet paper and the paper towels. 
The last time I talked about paper plates. Um, pay attention. Don't let your medications run out. You'll see what's happening with the babies and the baby formula. The signs are there. We cannot act blind. And let me get a little bit deeper in terms of sharing. And this comes from way back from a preacher I heard years ago. And um, he calls himself a prophet. I don't know, but what he said made good sense. And we have to take wisdom when God chooses to speak through different people. It's not our business, whether they are or they're not, but we need to listen with discernment. And one of the things he said is, and this is just a gentle reminder because family and friends, I know you already like that. Get to know your neighbors. It's a good thing in this very divisive um, political world that we're living in. Get to know your neighbors, you know, because we may need to work together. Family members who are together, you're in such a good place. Pool together. Keep your little gas in your car. That's my thing. Kevin said, get a sizable amount of cash and have it. Now, you know you got to keep it safe because you don't want people knowing that you got a whole bunch of cash in your house. So when you get it, keep your mouth closed. But that's in case there is a run on banks or ATM and you don't need to be standing in lines. And that's the whole thing about medications for people who actually need certain things, okay? Besides the fact of doing things to keep yourself healthy, get cash on hand. And then pay attention, those of you who do do the stock market, pay attention to what's going on. He said diversify. And then if there are other things that you can possibly invest in or save on, do it. You know, I heard a young lady said something and um, Kevin said, I'll use his name again. He said, it's not a bad idea to find out how to purchase gold or silver, precious metals, to have something as a backup. Basically, I don't know the technical words because he just flows with those things. But what we're facing is not only inflation, because I mean, he was going all over the place with the different things and talking. And he said he will come on to share because I asked him. So I'm coming a little bit before him. But basically, the lesson comes back to have a plan, be strategic, start doing things. Don't just keep ignoring. Cut back on unnecessary spending. Cut back. And um, talking to me too. But be a little bit more disciplined and pay attention to the signs. The Lord always warns us because we are his children. Before something happens, there's always a warning. Pay attention, friend. So I jumped on this weekend because I appreciate you. I felt like I wasn't a true friend if I didn't share. And I wanted to exhort you and encourage you. If you're doing all those things, continue and share it with your friends. You know, 
Get cash in your house. I didn't say empty out your bank account. Have a plan. Diversify. Invest in different things. Get to know your neighbors. Have different strategies that, because if you keep doing the same thing and they're not working, something's wrong. Have something so that we're not left and that we're not basically in dire straits. So that when things begin to happen and they get more difficult, that we are in a state to be a blessing and a blessing to our families and friends. We are what the Bible tells us to be lenders and not borrowers. Have a plan and start paying attention to the signs and be wise. Thank you so much for coming back like you always do for your support. I appreciate you. Remember to subscribe, share with a friend, and I'll see you next weekend. Peace.